You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Well, it's not Richard today. It's uh, Paul Roberts. The uh, Normally, I'm the silent engineer for the show, but today I have to fill in Rick. Poor Rick has been traveling around the world, and he's sick. He gave, took so many flights, he got sick. So uh, he'll be back next week with his regularly scheduled show and his insights into what's happening in the world of business. But today, you'll have to suffer through uh, through my uh, attempt to uh, to fill his shoes here today. For those of you who have not listened to the show before critical mass is all about learning from others rick runs ceo peer groups here in orange county and believes that there is power in learning from the experiences of others so that's the whole reason he does this show to uh, find out what people are doing here in orange county information he can take back to his groups and at the same time share with his audience and the whole community he's built here uh, through his events and radio show and all the other things he's doing so that's what the whole purpose of the show is today, and today I'm going to learn something because we're going to talk about uh, a couple of subjects that I know absolutely nothing about but hear an awful lot about. And let's start with the first one. Um, to our first guest is uh, Marjorie Del Toro. She's the CEO of EHS, a lot of initials there, a lot of letters, CEO of EHS International. And what are they? Well, they're part of this industry defined as occupational health and workplace safety services. That's a mouthful, but welcome, Marjorie, to the show. Well, thank you, Paul. I hope it's not, nothing I said that re- prevented Richard from coming <laughs> in today. <laughs> no, if he had known uh, that you were going to be as stellar and stunning, he would have absolutely gotten out of his sick bed and come down here today. Here, <laughs> thank you. We're going to do our best to uh, make you shine here today. Let's start by explaining what is occupational health and workplace safety services. What is that field? What it is is just as uh, if you're familiar with OSHA, which is Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Right. It's a governing agency that, uh, in essence, what we do is make sure that we keep our workforce safe out in the field. So that's really what I've dedicated my life doing for the last, gosh, 19 years now. It's been quite a while. And is this primarily in things like construction, or does this apply to office workers? It actually applies to everyone. Okay. So, uh, You're already looking around our studio going, mm, I, am I don't know about a few things here. <laughs> I was a little fall. worried walking in. <laughs> There's a little safety hazard. It's close quarters, so I have some <laughs> advice for you as soon as we're done here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in, 19, in 1971, OSHA just uh, was formed to help a lot of specifically construction a lot of other industries like manufacturing and back before 1971 they were averaging about 14,000 deaths a year oh my goodness yeah it was it was pretty bad so 1971 is not that long ago a little about 45 years ago yeah i remember those right. those days right it's, it's really you probably seen the pictures of the uh, of the construction workers up on uh, uh, high-rise buildings with no fall protection and, yeah. and having lunch and you know, they're pretty popular out in uh, in industry but uh, I used to see these guys uh, when they were building skyscrapers and they'd be on some what do they call it a girder or something a big steel beam and that's it they're up 50 stories 100 stories straddling this beam eating their lunch here yeah. that's it so just for the record i hire people that are willing to go up on those <laughs> I value my life a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's in essence what we do. We my primary business is focused around construction. 
uh, also water, wastewater, public agencies, and general industry, which is a lot of manufacturing and entertaining. But you're a private agency, right? This I is, am. And so who hires you, and, and why are they hiring you? To reduce their claims? That what Exactly. So what they do is they hire us to make sure that they're in compliance so when, when and if OSHA walks in, they have all their ducks in a row. So I make sure that their T's are crossed, their I's are dotted, and really my main focus is to make sure that their workforce is safe. And a lot of that, too, is uh, notices and other things that they have to do. It's not just strictly keeping people from falling. I mean, there's other – aren't there other – I'm assuming there are other notifications and posters and things that you have to do uh, to notify people. That, and you can get fined for all that stuff. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And what a lot of people don't realize is as of August – OSHA fines are actually doubling. They haven't oh, raised their wow. fines in a long time. So what used to be $7,000 a fine is now literally doubling. It's just incredible. So there's been quite quite a push for, for safety. And my job is really to help not just my clients, but also help all those that are affected. Yeah, right. Well, I had a, the only reason I ever came across OSHA a million years ago, I was in the restaurant bar business. I had some friends we thought it would be fun to open an Irish pub because we're Irish here. <laughs> and it was a nightmare. But anyway. Well, that's the alcohol. That was the alcohol, yeah. Right. And, and we had food in the back. And I was totally unaware of how many rules and regulations are regarding food safety and sanitation, plus all the health and the slip in the fall and all the other things that happen, and how many accidents do happen in just a simple kitchen or a simple establishment, or how many people want to come in, and I'm sorry to say there were people that almost made a li- I think they did make a living off of slip and fall accidents and suing people and whatnot. You know, there was real ones and there was fake ones, and it was, it was quite a deal keeping up with all this stuff. That, right? That's definitely a tough industry. That's definitely a tough industry, the restaurant. So, uh, how long have you been doing this, and how in the heck did you get into this? Well... Did you say as a little girl, this is what I'm going to do, Mommy? <laughs> Absolutely not. not. And if you speak with most safety professionals, I'll tell you that it wasn't part of the plan. Uh, but for me, it actually was. Um, I didn't really realize where my calling was going to be. I'm, I'm um, a strong believer in... In my in Christ and, and knowing mm-hmm. that everybody has. I'm a, a good path. Irish Catholic, so good we can for talk you. About that good here. for you. Wonderful. I love it. This is why I wanted to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> so this was clearly God's plan, That's not right. mine. So, just to give you a little bit of background, I uh, started this because when I was about 12 years old, I had an uncle who his name is Jose Luis Perez, who was electrocuted. Oh. And he oh my God. was very close. I was this on the job or something? On the job. Yeah. It was. And he he passed away, left behind over basic housekeeping. There was a puddle of water. It was just a senseless death. And I just I still to this day recall that moment. Again, wow. I was twelve. He had three children under the age of seven. Um, and if you ever visit my website, when you visit my website, you will see a lot of children. And, and mm-hmm. those children represent his children at the time. And now they represent our children, our grandchildren. So what I did at that point is just, I just recall about 19 years ago, I, I was in Chicago and I was uh, a mother of a young child. And I remember getting a phone call while I was in Chicago and, and my mother had given me a call and said, you know, your son just took his f- first steps. And, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking about my uncle and his children and, and what's life really about. So at, at that point, I made a decision to come back after working so hard to you know, climb that corporate ladder and mm-hmm. 
decided that life is about our children. Life is about making a difference in whatever you do in life. So I came back. I resigned without a business plan but a dream. And, uh, you know, like most, most young adults. You have a young child and you resigned to follow I did, some I did. inner calling here? I wow. did. Yeah, look, you have to have a little bit of crazy, too. Wow. A lot of faith. All right. A lot of faith. That, that's, the, uh, that's definitely faith jump in there. So I came back, literally had about $300 in my pocket, and because we spend a lot of money when we're young, you know, we don't think about saving, and came back, resigned, and bought my first copier, answering machine, fax machine in one, and uh, had moved out of my home at that point, rented an apartment, and decided... It's now or never. This is it. This is it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back. I still got to understand how you came up with this idea because this isn't one that most people would come to. Uh, obviously, your uncle had had suffered uh, because of workplace uh, lack of safety here, so that maybe opened your eyes. But how did you think this was a business? Hold that. And we'll be right back after this. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. All right, we're back with our uh, guest here who's telling this amazing story. The the hair on my arm is standing up here. She talks about her uncle being electrocuted and, and she deciding, getting this vision that maybe she could create a company to help prevent this sort of workplace injury in the future here, leaves her corporate job, moves back with a small child, and says, what, I'm going to open up a business to help people prevent accidents at work here? Is that it? Well, uh, at the time, I was working for uh, occupational health medical groups, and okay. I had worked with uh, some attorneys during my stint in college. And so you had some understanding of the I field. I did. absolutely now. did. And I had a lot of exposure to a lot of uh, large organizations within our area with, with my previous employer. And I used to get a lot of requests from my client base stating, you know, where can I go for CPR? Because we were treating a lot of, you know, Absolutely, injuries. Right. And, and, you know, that started the whole the whole concept. Of course, I, it wasn't something that I planned. I just knew that I wanted to make a difference. So with the prayer and, a, and a, a, you know, jump in faith, I just decided to go ahead and, and start. All I really knew how to do at that point was my background was in business development. My background was, which is pretty important, Mm -hmm. was in occupational health. And I had the uh, relationships after 10 years of employment with the same same. uh, Now, how did that business grow over time? Did you have an idea that you were going to provide what? What services were you originally provided and how has it grown and what do you do now? Well, at first I started with training. Uh, And all I can do at that point really besides develop a business um, was see PR and first aid training. Okay. And I was an instructor at that point, so I thought I'd have to make some money real quick. Decided I'd go knocking door to door here in, in Irvine, actually. Literally knocking with the flyer saying, allow me to come in. 
And at that time, I had a business partner, and, and she was extremely detailed and, and was amazing, great support. And, um, and do most businesses, if I walked into a factory over here, if I walked into a, I don't know, big, there's lots of law offices in the high-rise buildings. We're across from South Coast Plaza here, lots of legal and accounting firms, hundreds of employees, dozens of floors they occupy in these buildings. Is there somebody there that knows how to do CPR? Is there somebody in there that knows how to, what to do in case of an emergency? You'd be surprised. There's still a lot of people that don't. Yeah, I would think and, and honestly, um, and that's what keeps me in business, clearly. Here I am, you know, 19 years later, mm-hmm. and now I have a national organization. Um, I've grown where through my partnerships with um, strategic partnerships like Abatex with safety supplies and, and Emerging Clean out in the East Coast. And we have, you know, now have expanded, have learning centers in, in um, New Jersey, which covers New York. Wow. And covers um, Philadelphia. So you've got offices and, and personnel I, around the country? Here? Right. I have partnerships and personnel. Uh, I also have learning centers in Arizona, Florida. I have. And what takes place in the learning center? In the learning, it's it's just open enrollment, similar to what you see in a college, where we provide specific training, specific topics for construction industry primarily. So Mm -hmm. we'll put a lot of Haswopper classes. A lot of who's Whopper? (laughs) Who's Whopper? Not the hamburger. Oh, okay. What what was that? (laughs) Hazardous materials. Thanks for making me. Okay. All right. (laughs) Can't make you laugh here. Um, Confined space, fall protection. There's a lot of specific industry topics. What's confined space? Confined space is a specific training that uh, all construction and water, wastewater, before they go into any type of confined space, whether it be a manhole, um, they have to be properly trained, specific Mm. to... um, to follow Cal OSHA or Fed OSHA uh, regulations, so it's a pretty big industry to cover in 25 minutes. Yeah, but right. um, that's why I just have to have some of these things. I know about you would think safety training. That's one you would think about. Kind of evaluate. Do you go out and evaluate these job sites and give them recommendations, or do you simply provide services, a menu of services? Well, what we do is everything is customized specific to the industry and to the employer. Um, so one of the things, one of our differentiators that uh, has contributed to the growth of this organization is going into the different uh, organizations, specifically construction. They might be constructing a high-rise. They might mm-hmm. be dealing with highway. They might be dealing, there's a lot of different uh, variables. With Now with the creative architectural movement where mm-hmm. you have all these amazing buildings coming up, there's a lot of different challenges for the construction field. And, oh, yeah. And, when they built the Disney Hall in downtown Los Angeles, right. they had to really reinvent the wheel because they're doing bizarre curved surfaces and not only didn't people know how to do that but it put people at different kinds of risks than they were used to they're leaning over in strange positions trying to make these strange shapes there right and that's where my organization is called in they'll call us in and say can you come in and evaluate give us an audit uh, let us know what's the best place for our employees to tie off while they're building. Yeah, right. um, just a lot of different variables, whether it's an entertainment. You know, we do a lot of work with the Honda Center. And um, depending on, on the type of concerts that are coming in, um, a lot of different organizations. We work with JPL, with you know Verizon on a national basis. What do you do with JPL? That's, that's a fascinating jet propulsion lab. Yeah, we actually there. do a lot of heavy equipment training out there, believe it or not. So. Yeah. Um, it's just really interesting. My in my field, you get to see a lot of different. I've seen things built. I've seen missiles built. I've seen helicopters built. I've seen and ketchup I, made. I've seen a radio station. <laughs> and now I've seen a radio this station. Is the, this is the ultimate. What was the secret to your success? Why did this thing take off from you and a copier to a 
sounds like a rather large nationwide organization here. Well, just, just like most companies. the opportunity, or so you did something different? Or? Well, absolutely. So this is clearly compliance-driven. Mm-hmm. So if there's new regulations, it clearly is going to assist us. But just like every business, you have your struggles. And, and when the recession hit back in 2008, since a large portion of our business is construction, yeah, that's what I was ask. Uh, it was a very, very tough time for an organization like mine. And I literally had to reinvent this organization. And in 2010, EHS Inc. was born. So mm-hmm. this particular uh, 2.0 version, version, I said, right. yeah, has, it's been around a, almost six years now. And what do you guys do now that you didn't do before? Give, give me a menu of some of your services. I understand you, you go out and you'll do job site audits. You provide some sorts of safety training. Do you write the manuals? Do you come up with the procedures? Uh, how, how, how do you work? Paul, we do A to Z. Okay. So we do a product development, policies, procedures. We'll go in and do site audits. We'll go in and do noise testing and, oh, and air quality I've, testing. I haven't even thought of that, like noise abatement for the, or noise prevention because people are going to lose their hearing because the jackhammer is hitting so hard or right, something. Right, right. So the, the, it's just a w- wide menu of, uh, of topics that we do. And, what's and the services. hot topic right now? What's, what's, or what's coming on the horizon? New regulations. This is obviously a business station, so I'm sorry to say we do hear lots of people come in and complain, particularly here in California, about safety standards, uh, OSHA, things like that. People, there are people that feel that some of this is too regulated or too net. But at the same time, it certainly has reduced deaths and injuries, I would think, dramatically over time. So. Absolutely. So what are there? What would you say to somebody when they say this is too burdensome to do? There must be a pushback. Oh, my goodness, they're coming up with new regulations. How Do you, do you address that or just say, well, I we don't make the rules, but we can help you comply? That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, we're here, and we're a little bit different because we really, based on my past history, we really focus on the changing the culture of an organization. So we don't go in. It's, it's beyond compliance for EHS Inc. So what we do is we go in and really connect with the with the employees and make them realize that this is beyond compliance for their particular client, that we're really in to save their lives. Our, our mission statement is protecting our workforce for future generations. Yeah, right. And that speaks a lot. So what we're doing is really making sure we go in and let them know that the reason we're in there is because we want to make sure at the end of the day they go home to yeah. their family, which is what drives right. me. And with Healthcare skyrocketing. I would think the cost of an injury or workman's comp claim is skyrocketing as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So whether you're doing this for noble reasons or practical reasons or you just want to comply with the law and not get fined, it sounds like there's some pretty compelling motivators to seek out your services here. Right. But just going back, Paul, to what we were discussing about, you know, the recession hit and the business was doing Mm -hmm. really poorly and, and what we did that was different is, uh, back in, in 2010, what I decided I needed to do is, is really expand, really diversify what we're doing. And, and back then, we were predominantly known for training. Mm-hmm. And so what I decided to do is really go out and search for some um, nonprofit, industry-specific organizations and, and partner up with them. And, and I did my due diligence, and one of those organizations was the Association of General Contractors hmm. and they're for the state of California. And they were one of the best um, nonprofit organizations that really, really focused on their membership. And what I did is created affinity partnerships with them where through this partnership, I agreed to provide them certain services for their client members. And, and they 
and what I do is provide their members a discount, and, and they're really um, strong with legislation and, and going up to Sacramento and, and really trying to be the voice of the construction industry. So through that partnership and through uh, other partnerships and, and the exposure that I got so quickly, that's really what contributed to the ex- to the expansion of my organization as you see it today. How so. do you market your services? How do you tell people? Do people find you? Is this through online presence? And you're obviously partnering with uh, nonprofits and trade organizations and stuff. So I would think a lot of that leads to people becoming aware that you exist but do you go out and market your services or do you just sort of take what comes in here well this is where i'm going to show how brilliant i am ready? Ah, I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm ready all right should we hit the gong ready this is it so as as any small business some of the challenging uh, aspect of it is funding right yes. so so i i prayed about it and i said okay how can i really get that marketing and that exposure quickly without having to hire all these people right right? it's quite challenging so if anyone can learn anything is you got to work smart not hard and and And, that's really the big debate that's been going on since the internet really took off do i need to go out and outreach out call call out cold call do all those kinds of things or is it just simply becoming known on the internet so when they're searching for it i pop up and they come to me well i, I still believe that relationships are important mm-hmm. uh, let's not let that and again i'm going to show my age at this point i'm sure there's many millennials out there they're going nah, nah. now let's go play pokemon go or yeah, something exactly. <laughs> so um so what I decided to do back then is just uh, fly out to Texas and meet with this amazing organization I had mentioned earlier, Obedix, and and they sell safety supplies. And I thought, let me meet with, with the big guys out in Texas, oh, walked in with a little bit of attitude and a lot of prayer and and said, hey, I'd like to partner up with you, open up learning centers and some Did of you your stores. Did you have cowboy stores. boots on or anything? Uh, I forgot the cowboy boots, but <laughs> right. there were plenty in the room. <laughs> there were plenty in the room. <laughs> yes. And uh, so I walked out with the, uh, a partnership, and what we do is uh, they sell amazing safety supplies. I'm able to provide that for my clients, and they have about 50, 60 representatives that are out pushing my products. So there you, there go. you go. That makes sense. Why not? Right? Yeah, because if so you, they know where the jobs are. They've got a fail, sell source in the field. Why not? add your services to what are, they're already selling here. Right. So, and the same with AGC of California. So, you know, I had a nonprofit model where I donate back a percentage that needs to you. go for the educational fund because that's what it, this is all about. So, and uh, my goal is to introduce people to the safety field. So where is safety going? we got like two minutes left here. Is there something new on the horizon that people should be aware of? For example, we had a labor lawyer in here, and oh, my goodness, they're coming up with new rules and regulations about all sorts of things in different industries. Anything that we should be aware of, our listener, we're doing this in uh, uh, July of 2016, for those of you listening later as a podcast. What's what's coming down the pipe? What should well, businesses Well, I'll, leave, I'll leave the legal talk to the lawyers. Um, I'm more of a field kind of girl. Okay, all right. <laughs> But I'm just saying, is there some new hot but, field or yes. hot topic that people are talking well, about? Well, one of the things that we're doing that's different is, is utilizing technology. So mm. uh, there's a lot of record keeping, as you can imagine, with litigation. And what we've done is developed a software where uh, all of our all of the employees and any work that we do with our clients, we develop a portal. And they are all provided a student safety card with the QR technology. And what that does is every training or every audit, everything that we do that is specific to a a student or to a company, they're able to access it with any smartphone, any smart device, and access all of their records in one. So back, back in the day, a lot of these employees would have to carry 
10 different certificates proving that they've been trained in forklift. Or, right. And now they literally carry one card, and they're able to scan it and all of their training records, and uh, attached to that is a curriculum and details. And they're, uh, Wow, what a they're, great idea. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really taken off. This so, is what your, uh, the notes say it's called the Client Member Portal 2.0 here? That's it, the CMP 2.0. So. Okay, all right. That sounds like a, a differentiator. I wouldn't imagine too many people have something like that. Not at this point. Now I made of now everybody's going to jump on it because I'm here. You know that, right? What a great idea. Why didn't I think? That's why people listen. To this. I hope Just... people don't listen right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll erase that part. Okay, of it, erase right? that part, please. <laughs> all right. So, uh, where is this all going, and how do they get in touch with you here? What's what's the, what's it going to look like five years, ten from you? You're going to be around the world. You're going to go to China. You're going to branch into other industries. Where where does this all head? Well. Where one of my one of my right missions, now? what God's doing, and, and I belong to a peer group called C12, which is Christian leaders mm-hmm. uh, throughout Orange County. See, and what, there you go, peer learning, right? Peer learning is what it's all about, and that's what I do. So I belong to Orange County. I was one of the founding members, and our goal as an as a peer group is really to make sure that we continue to glorify God's name mm-hmm. and okay. show that if you follow your dreams, then uh, uh, and, and good things can happen. Absolutely, and it has. And I'm here to prove so many that. people come in here from lots of different religious faiths or believing, but but more and more I hear people talk, and Rick certainly believe in this, that you can do well by doing good. Uh, doing good doesn't mean, well, I make less money or I have to give up this or I have to do that. I mean, it doesn't mean that they don't necessarily are opposites. Or right. So sense. the great news is I don't work a day of my life and I get to go out and help save lives, hopefully. Wow. You know, so we've touched over 170,000 lives at least, a minimum. So it's quite a privilege. But if they want to get a hold of us, they can just go straight to our website, okay. which is uh, ehsinc.org. All right. Um, so it stands for environmental health and safety.org. Or they can give us a call at 8. And is it EHS Inc. or EHS.org? No, it's EHS Inc. Okay.org. I am see. Thank right. you for clarifying that. And right. uh, Or they can reach us by calling 855 uh, 2 EHS Inc. So it's 855-2-E-H-S-A. And if I drive, there's all sorts of new construction going up and down the 405 freeway here. I'll probably see you with a hard hat up in the top there, uh, uh, checking on the girders and the different floors. You're probably out to all job sites all over the place there. I have amazing hard hat. <laughs> I'll you do. Paul, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming down and sharing this very unique story and uh, how you took uh, an idea and a personal tragedy and turned it into a a uh, very amazing uh, exp- uh, a growing business here in South Orange County and elsewhere around the country. Here, We'll be right back with our next guest right after this. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. 
Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.